Hey, welcome to Motivation Central Station. I'm Grandpa Jim on a 90-degree day. Um, I'm in Wisconsin, so we don't see too many 90-degree days. And so I just had an interesting conversation. Uh, Many of you know that I run a gutter cleaning business, and I'm also a mental health provider. And so it's interesting. Today I had a nice mental health talk with one one of my gutter cleaning clients uh, her husband struggling very physically um, I'm nearly 60 years old I'm within the next year of turning 60 um, cleaning gutters is no easy feat you know so for four or five hours every day I go out and I, they don't call me for ranch homes they call me for t- very tall buildings and I'm moving these ladders around and and so she was telling me how her husband is just totally shutting down now he's not trying to do any type of physical stuff and he's probably later 60s I've met this gentleman on several occasions and you know a lot of a lot of this is mental health is you know, your attitude, you you know, um, I see a lot of people my age that think they're old already. Well, I have a father that's 93 and my father was walking before they even recommended walking. This is years ago. And so my father to this day, I say, dad, let's go to the zoo. I'll push in a wheelchair. I'm not getting in a wheelchair. (laughs) And I said, well, I don't have any pride if somebody wants to push me. (laughs) I'm all open for it. But my point is, don't sell yourself short. You have more in your gas tank than you think. If at 59, I can clean four houses of gutters on the second story, you know, and I'm, I know I'm gifted. I really am. I, you know, I'm, I, you know, some of it's inherited You know, I know that I'm, you know, a smaller person and I'm very agile. And so I get that. But just, you know, don't sell yourself too short too soon. You have a lot of life in you. So uh, take that for that's worth. I also want to talk about being assertive today. I have not been being assertive. And I'm the host that... Yes, I know a lot. Yes, I have a background in mental health. But I'm a learning entity all the time, too. Like, I can't just say I've learned everything because that would be, you know, there's a lot of things I've been working on. And years ago, I wasn't too assertive with people. You know, I was a people pleaser. Maybe some of you can relate to this, not saying no. And in social work, it's really hard for me to do that sometimes because I'm working with people that are disadvantaged and they're very good people with good hearts. The system never worked for them. In our area, uh, many of the people I work for come from very diverse backgrounds uh, and weren't provided the same opportunities that white privilege got me and my friends and my neighborhood and so the system defeated them and I'm so glad to know them 
because they've humbled me in so many ways. Like, I'm not the materialistic I set out to be in my 30s. Like, I could care less about the new car. I buy nice, older cars with low mileage on them, with no payment, and I don't have that stress. Like, I try to create the stress-free life. And hopefully, you know, I have your cup of tea I'm serving up, and you're, you're trying to not live in the material world, but more in the spiritual world of going to help others. And so we've been talking the last week or so to, oh, well, let me finish my point on assertiveness. So I was taught many years ago at a recovery meeting by a woman that no, N-O, is a complete sentence. I don't have to explain myself. I had somebody call me at 6.30 this morning, woke me out of bed, and wanted me to help them move some furniture. And I said, no. And this person kept pressing me like, why? Number one, I have a whole day of business lined up. I had, I'm finished now. Um, So I can't just drop what I'm doing. I can't get a 6.30 phone call and expect me to come help you move at eight, you know? And so I had to use a little assertiveness And I noticed a few of the people I work with have asked me to move stuff. And so now when I meet them, I'm going to put right out there every time that, hey, I I hope you want to work with me and I'm really looking excited to work with you, but I'm not a mover. And don't call me at 6.30 in the morning. So some of it's on me for not setting up the boundaries. So, you know... I'm learning the messages myself. So if somebody wants me to borrow them money, I can say no. And I don't have to give an explanation. No is a complete sentence. And so I want to wrap up on the helping people in tough communities. Um, When I do my work, I'm a gutter cleaner. But when you're a social worker, you never shut the social work button off like when I show up to a house I can tell you if these people are functioning well by the exterior of their homes so if the grass is uncut the gutters are four feet high with debris in them um, that's an exaggeration obviously but you get my drift if the paint is falling off the house the question is what's going on with you how are you and when they say oh I'm great, I'm fine. And then you say, no, what's really happening? What's going on? And people will share, you know, they'll open up more. Um, And so when you see a neighbor struggling, I think if you're an able body, oh, I want to end on this too. I think if you're an able body, you should help anybody you can, you know, and I, I, I get it too. We all need, you know, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. We all need to feed ourselves. We all need rest. But when you're firing on all cylinders, we have plenty of time to help other people. There's just no ands, ifs, or buts about it. And then I want to end on this. Uh, Number one, we need to bring in more financial support to low-income neighborhoods. We need to bring up entrepreneurship there we need to be bring leaders and we need to build these communities 
from the inside out so they can service each other. You know, a lot of the areas I help people in here in the Milwaukee area, they have what they call food deserts. There's no viable grocery store other than the local corner store that has triple inflated prices and doesn't have anything healthy to eat in the store. Uh, And so that's something we can invest in in those communities. And finally, I would like to say this. With all this rioting, and sometimes I'm not going to say I'm opposed a thousand percent to it because I'm not. Because People's voices are being drowned out, but they're getting everybody's attention now. And so if you are a Caucasian person and you are remaining silent about police brutality. Now, I want to tell you something. In 1976, I did another podcast um, about this. I did a podcast on... George Floyd is the beginning, if you want to listen to that. In 1976, I walked in a protest against police brutality because I saw an African-American gentleman get beaten with billy clubs, which are little, like, baseball bats, little blunted baseball bats. And not only that, they put a, they put a, lead, a piece of lead on the end, so when they would hit people with these devices they would really do damage and I saw a, a man in 1976 and I decided I would walk in this police brutality and you know I was warned before that we might get our heads split open and thank God we did not that night because there were some camera crews following us around and and so this hasn't changed in 40 years so if you are a Caucasian person, and you are remaining silent on this, put yourself under a knee. Let's say there's a police officer and he has a knee on your neck and you have your hands handcuffed behind your back and you cannot gasp for air right now. And no matter how, how hard you try and how hard you yell, this is not right for anybody to go through this. You know, in my business, a couple of years ago, somebody handed me about eight $50 bills, and one of my employees asked if he could get uh, borrow some cash, and I gave him one of those $50 bills, and he took it to a local hardware store over that weekend, and the authorities came out. They didn't throw him on the ground. They didn't arrest him. They wrote a citation to him, and then I had a backup where I got the dollar bill, and that got him out from under it, uh, the $50 bill. And I sent him to the client that gave me the $50 bill, and they, uh, that client got it from a bank. So, you know, to kill somebody over something, you know, so these things happen. And um, to end somebody's life, You know, so if you're Caucasian and you're complicit in silence, I want to say that, you know, just think about that. Just think where you're at with that. Because I can't be silent. 
And uh, God bless everybody today. Again, we're going to do goal setting. Um, I will do goal setting on this Friday, so watch for that. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Don't forget to check me out on YouTube on their Motivation Central Station, Empowerment by Grandpa Jim. And don't forget to check out my film on Amazon Prime. It's called Laugh Addict, like a drug addict. Laugh, like laughter. Laugh Addict. Um, and if you just uh, put that in the search box, uh, you'll get to see, uh, put a face with a voice and uh, learn about some uh, mental health empowering stuff through that film as well. So God bless and have a wonderful day.